The worst kept secret in the luxury social events industry is that businesses are developed through networking, referrals and word of mouth. RSVP puts all of you in the room and lets the conversations happen. We are a member networking community for the elite of the global wedding and party industry, producing symposium conferences, awards, networking theme parties, breakfast clubs, and now weekly member podcasts and much more. So welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With podcast. My guest today describes herself thus. My love of weddings began when I was on vacation and literally sat at every wedding being held on the beach as a quiet observer, or one would say, wedding crasher. I was obsessed with being around love. Sadly, love that eluded me for years. The wedding planner movie was not a far stretch from my life. I was a mom first, but loved to plan and host fun parties for my six, yes, six children. I love eating out and experiencing new cultures and immersing myself in the culture of the country that I'm visiting. I tried to use my travels to influence my design and passion for events. Being inspired by everything I see and do, living life to the full, carpe diem, is my mantra. I'm a Jersey girl at heart and love my classic rock. If there's a concert, you will find me dancing in the dark. I love great music and I follow my artists all around the world, literally. Even though I've been on many talk shows, I remain grounded, but with six kids, that will do that to you. They keep your ego at bay. I love the arts and my passion is travel. My happy place is being on an airplane, destination unknown, discovering new and ex exciting locations and meeting interesting people along the way just puts a smile on my face. Everybody has a story and I love to listen. 30 years in this crazy business and I'm still loving it. Welcome, Joanne Gregoli. Thank you for having me. No problem, Joanne. Where are you at the moment, actually? I am currently on the island of Anguilla and... Uh... Yeah, I'm on the island of Anguilla, sunny Anguilla, just hanging out by the beach and getting to see the island that I love so much. It's it's a hard life, this industry, isn't it's it? It really, really is. Tough yeah, life. Yes, yes, it's um, yes. But someone has to do it, right? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has to do it. Yes, I mean, um, join join the queue. I think for everybody else. Okay, so you're a mom of six. Now that's pretty awesome. I must admit. I mean, I've only had two, and that was bad enough. But having six is, um, but I imagine there are quite a a wide range of ages, yes. Is that correct? I kind of cover like all of the genres of like, you know, millennial <laughs> to Gen Z. I have them <laughs> all in the mix there. When you have six children over a span of 10 years, you kind of get to see, you know, all different variety of what those generations offer. So I, I call uh -huh. my life a controlled chaos. It's truly like chaotic, but it's in a very controlled manner. And I'm a single mom to boot. So, uh -huh. you know, it's a very um, interesting life. My kids kind of joke with me. It's like, because I travel in the middle of all this and raising them is the same. So it's like, where's uh -huh. Waldo? Where's mom? We never know where mom is. Okay. How old is the youngest one? The youngest one will be 23 in a couple of days. Okay. So they're... They can run their life independently. Yeah. They're grown up. They don't need um, to be fed and watered every day or, <laughs> or their nappies changed anymore. So, so yes. Okay. Let's go back to your childhood and your upbringing and your first memories and things like that. So where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Tell us about your, your family. My family. I'm a Jersey girl. I was born and raised uh -huh. in New Jersey. Um, so I'm definitely that East Coast mentality, East Coast attitude. I am the oldest of four children. I'm the only girl amongst the four. Uh -huh. I was raised by 
my parents um, were travel agents, ironically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my love of travel came from their, you know, life. So I just grew up traveling the minute I can walk, we were traveling somewhere. And it was never like Jersey Shore. It was like, because I'm a Jersey Shore girl, it's like, oh, go to the Jersey Shore. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that water is green and black and brown. If I can't see my feet, I'm not going into the sucker, right? I got to go into the water like the Caribbean because I grew up mm-hmm. there. So that's where it kind of all started. I was raised, though, because my mother traveled my whole life by my grandmother, Italian grandmother, who was a baker. She owned like five bakeries. So I also have a love of, you know, mm-hmm pastries and bakeries and I'm kind of like a connoisseur when it comes to Italian pastry and I really kind of grew up in a very loving Italian family the only difference my mother was always away so I swore I would never be that a travel agent Uh, because I I definitely had FOMO and she was never around so I didn't want to do that in my own life so I'm like I'm not going to do this travel business and then now here I sit in the Caribbean like doing it 10 times more than she ever did. I'm like, be careful what you don't wish for because sometimes you're pushed through the doorway. Great story. Yeah. And and be, being the only girl in a in in a family of of lots of brothers, were you treated as a special one or or were you an afterthought or an underthought? You know, it was I was never like one of the boys because they were really close, so I was kind of the outcast. You know, I was like well, she doesn't want to, you know, do cars or sports. Even though I did play sports, they uh-huh. still treated me very much like I was an isolated case. I became the caregiver, though. That's what happened. So by by default, because I was the girl, I was in charge uh-huh. of them, right? <laughs> so, that, and we, you know, we got into more trouble. We were just, we were bad kids. I mean, if I ever did what, uh-huh. if my kids ever did what I did as a child, forget about it. So we were not we were not good children. We were pretty bad. Yeah. No, my um my grandfather was um had six older sisters and he and there was and he was like born ten years after the last one was born. And and he said it just ruined him. It ruined his life because he was you know, they'd all looked after him, six older sisters. Yeah. And yeah. and he was the only boy. So um yeah, no, it's um it's interesting kind of reverse dynamic there. Reverse dynamic, yeah, it's reverse yeah. dynamic, but you know, I, like I said, what happened was it just forced me into this motherhood role. Believe it or not, that's mm-hmm. what it did because my yeah. mom wasn't there. So it was me taking over the role. And I think that's why I had six children because to me it was natural. Okay, wonderful. And your education, how far did you get with with your education? I mean, I had four years of college and I went to school for marketing and public relations. So I went to school ironically to throw parties. Mm-hmm. But a funny thing happened a few years back, I was in Paris and one of my school teachers from sixth grade saw that I was in Paris. She follows me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she says, I want to meet you for dinner in Paris. Now, I've changed a lot since sixth grade. So did she, because <laughs> I haven't seen her since sixth grade. And I meet her in Paris. And she goes, I always knew you were going to be a wedding planner. I'm like, you did? Why? She goes, because in sixth grade, you were planning the fashion shows, the birthday parties. Oh, I, and I'm like, yeah, I was. So my earliest memory of planning shit was from sixth grade and this woman brought it all to light and I just started cracking up like yeah I guess I kind of was planning stuff and have you ever done anything else did you I mean most people have had a first job in this industry before going into it but um... yeah, my first job was working for an ice cream parlor you know scooping ice cream crap that was my first <laughs> job 
Um, hated every second of it. Hated the food service industry part of it because then you know you're uh -huh. a waitress. I'm like, man, I'm done with this crap. But then I worked in public relations and marketing. So there was a, a company in the states called Huffman Coos, and I was in their uh -huh. PR department, public relations, and we would throw events through all the stores, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So that was really would be my first job, job where you got paid pretty substantially. So sure. again, okay. it was still planning something. So okay, we 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 work in a creative industry here and everyone has different sort of aspects of that creativity which comes out so what's your favorite art for you know ironically i was reading that question um my dad was an artist so my dad was an impressionist artist so i was surrounded by art around my home you know more modern art i i love pop art believe it or not like there's this design this um artist that i love where it's a 3d dimensional art that i have all over my home so i love like pop art you know, even impressionistic, that's kind of where I find my joy and inspiration. So when you say pop art, you mean the, the, the Andy Warhol, Roy Lichtenstein? Yeah. Kind of art. Yeah. Yes. I love okay. that. I love that. It kind of brings me to, I think, you know why? Because it, to me, it's joy. I, I see joy uh -huh. in it, right? You see, you see, I mean, not, some art is a little more subdued, but I do love the joy that you see and the fun and the creativity. I think that's why I'm drawn to it. And do you think there's an influence there in terms of the events that you do? Um, yeah, because I do love fun and I love the Absolutely. unexpected. And sometimes when you're in that world where it's like that Andy Warhol, it's kind of the unexpected, it's the unique. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that that helps inspire me and my events kind of evoke that. Okay. Okay. Music wise, where are you? What's your favorite band, favorite gigs, style of music? I'm a rock girl, obviously. You're a rock chick from New Jersey. But because I'm a Jersey girl, I got to go with my Bruce. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I was about to say, he was actually performing in Hyde Park last week. So, um, so well, yeah. Well, yeah. he's, coming, he's coming back. I saw him in February here on his, on his tour and he's coming back. And I, I got three, three dates. I'm seeing him back to back to back. That's how obsessed I am. So I love him for his energy. I love him for his songs. I love him for his grittiness. But I also am a huge Queen lover. Queen, uh -huh. you know, it's like that's my jam. I just love their sound. I love everything about them. So again, it's rock, anything rock, Aerosmith, all of it. You know, I love There's it a, all. Mr. Springsteen does very good value. I mean, you get a good three-hour show with him. It's well, not... that's the thing. You get, you yeah. definitely get, yeah, you get your money's worth with him, right? You know that yeah. you're going to be a solid three hours, three and a half. And you know that you're going to dance throughout that entire performance. There's not a moment uh -huh. you're going to be seated. And I think I love that, the energy and stuff. And for 70 years old, he's a kick-ass guy, man. Yeah. No, he's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Was that the first gig you went to, Bruce Springsteen? Or can, can you remember no. your first gig? Well, if, I have a dark side. Um, my <laughs> first gig was <laughs> Black Sabbath. <laughs> there we go. With Ozzy performing. Was it Ozzy? Ozzy, yes, of course yes, he was performing. Yes. But there was a moment in my life where, you know, you were goth, right? Black nails, black hair, black outfits. So I have that dark, I don't know what happened in that period, but I went, I went to the dark <laughs> side a little bit. And I came, I came back out, but I went to the dark Maybe side. it's still in there lurking just to be revealed. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. And do you have a special talent which comes out when you're drunk enough or, or in the right kind of persuasion? Well, you know, ironically, and I think you saw this when we were in France, I love playing poker. 
Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you did. Yes, and I'm um, a really good kick-ass poker player. Did you win? I think you. I think you may I, have won all the, all the fake money. Yes, I did. Yes. I won all the fake money. Thank God it was fake. Nobody knows about <laughs> that about me, and it's like my yeah. deep secret. And like, oh, you want to play cards? Yeah, sure. You play poker? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they don't see it coming. <laughs> and and do you think that you would just know the odds and you can work it out, or or is it? Is it, are you at the stage where you just read everybody? I kind of read everybody. Yeah, like I'm really okay, good at reading okay. people. Oh, and then okay. I know how to bluff the shit out of it. Now, now everybody doesn't know that now. Well, you just told the world what That's you it. do. I mean, me, me, you know, oh, there we go. go. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> now I'm screwed. <laughs> You'll never win a dollar again on a poker table, will you? You will. <laughs> you just told the whole world now. Okay. So in 10 years time, and we are of a similar age, I think. So, you know, we've, we've seen a lot in our lives. Where do you want to be both professionally and personally? Well, I imagine it's 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 by a pool in a pina colada, having retired and sold your business for gazillions of pounds and et cetera. But but assuming that we can't do that, um, what would you like to do? You know, with I, my ten years time, you know, because I have a family, I really want to spend a lot more quality time with my grandchildren mm-hmm. and really kind of travel the world and show him, show them what I've seen. Because I think the best education you can give people is to travel mm-hmm. and see. I don't think you can learn it in books. I don't think that anything but the experiences themselves. So I just want, you know, I, I'm now like a little more riskier than I uh-huh. used to be. You know, like, um, you know, I went down water rapids down in Colorado or level four, my first time ever. I mean, I freaking could have died, <laughs> but it was exhilarating, <laughs> scared shitless, but uh-huh. I did it. Um, you know, I've bungee jumped. I've, <laughs> you know, I've done things that and my kids are like, you are out of your ever loving mind. <laughs> But I really think that I just, you want to live life to the fullest and just, you know, carpe diem, seize the day, right? Seize the day. You mentioned grandchildren. How many do you have so far? I have six so far. Six. And it's growing, I imagine. And it's growing, yes. (laughs) It's growing, yes. Yeah, because only three of them are married out of the six, so I have three more kids to go. You could have a dozen by the time you're finished. (laughs) Very easily. (laughs) Wow. But then again, you do do have six kids, so it's, um, you know... um, (laughs) And that's before you get onto great grandchildren. Suddenly, you have hundreds of them, don't you? And you lose count, <laughs> apparently. Not, not, not that I would know, it's but the um, Italian way, though. You know, Italians love big families, and I grew up in a big, 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 big Italian family, so that's probably mm-hmm. why. So, okay, you you're gonna throw a dinner party in your home, uh-huh. okay? And uh, you can have any food you want. Either pre- you prepare it yourself, or you get, bring a chef in, or, or whatever. So, what would you serve? What, if you could eat anything in the world, what would you want to eat? Oh, God. Wow, that's a really tough question. Is it Italian? Does it go back no, to the, not to the Italian kitchens? No, no. No. Mm-hmm. If you find okay. me, usually my favorite food I would serve, I love Greek food. I love mm-hmm. Greek. Um, there definitely would be a bottle of Vuclico, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge champagne girl. And definitely would probably be Greek food. I love Greek. I just do. I love the cuisine. I think it's fresh. I think I just love the flavors, the lemon. I love it all. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Italian at all. I think because I was raised Italian, uh-huh. you would never see me in an Italian restaurant ever. I'm like Italian. Why would I want Italian? I cook it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in your home, you also have the most phenomenal bar with every single drink, alcoholic and non-alcoholic, known to man, behind uh-huh. the bar. No, you said that you like Verve Clicquot, but what, but what other drinks would you maybe 
serve to your guests or or drink yourself? I'm a huge G&T, gin and tonic girl. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I love my gin. It has to be really good gin. But I love my infused. Yeah. Like, I like the gin and tonic now, you know, with rosemary. I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. I'm into this infused stuff now. You know, lavender, rosemary. I kind of love all that kind of stuff. That's important to me. So you like gin. Any particular brand is your default go-to for starters? Tanqueray. Tanqueray. The um the basic or the number ten? Number ten. <laughs> I, I I thought as much. Yes. <laughs> you don't do basic. You don't do the the eye level brands. You you go. No, for no. The... Nothing I do. Nothing I do in life is basic. My kids tell me nothing. There we go. Okay. So you you're there serving G and T's, Verkley Co, and probably some nice wine as well with your Greek food. Let's not talk about Greek wines. Probably best left on the shelf. But um, okay, so who will be around the table? And you can have anybody, alive or dead. Wow. Family, friends, celebrity. Well, I have to have my Bruce Springsteen there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably would want Oprah there. Mm-hmm. I just like her, you know, I, she speaks a lot, you know, and I like the, she kind of would invoke conversation. You know, believe it or not, I probably would, because I, I have religion in my life, I probably want Jesus there. Just to ask mm-hmm. him all kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I don't think you'd be the only one wanting to ask him a lot of questions. Yeah, yes. like, why, what, huh, huh. <laughs> I, I probably would want my dad passed. I'd probably want my dad there because my mm-hmm. dad was a really strong influence in my life. And I think I'd want to see him again and have him there because he was a man of wisdom in a lot of words. And I think I would love to have him there in present as well. So I think that would be a pretty good dinner party group. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. So you're currently in Anguilla and you have traveled extensively. So there's probably a few places in the world you haven't been, but if you want to go somewhere not to work, just to chill out, do nothing, where do you go to or where, where would you like to go to? I think I haven't been. I love islands. My, I find my Zen in the ocean. My ocean gives me, the ocean gives me peace and calm. I want to probably go to Fiji. I haven't been to Fiji just because of what I've seen. I just think it's the calm, the peace, the water. I think I'd mm-hmm. want to go there and just hang out for like a month and just chill. I'm more <laughs> of a chill person anyhow. I love just mm-hmm. to chill. I think because we're at such a high level all the time that you got to take it down. You got to take it mm-hmm. down. You know, and if there's a spa, you'll find me there. That's the three-letter word that I have to have in my life at all times. Like I had a spa yesterday. It was absolutely awesome. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Well, with you, it's a spa. With me, it's a bar. There we okay. go. <laughs> there you go. Bar, <laughs> spa. Wait a minute. I could still have a spa with some champagne. I mean, what's, you know. Absolutely. Well, that's the best of all worlds. It's a spa that's a bar or right, the, and exactly. vice versa. It's all under one roof. That's great. Everybody can have a spa and a bar. A bar. Really good idea. What a great concept. Hmm. We should capitalize on that one. Uh, actually, we should trademark that. I was going to say, we Let's should trade it. that really fast because I love that idea. Spa bar. That'd be a huge hit. <laughs> okay. Have you heard of the concepts of Room 101? Uh-uh. No, okay. It's a George Orwell construct, but basically all the nasty things are in Room 101. Okay. So all the things you don't like, and it could be a person, could, could be anything. Food you don't like, anything. So if you could get rid of some things out of your life or out of the world in general, who, what, or what would you put into room 101? Oh, wow. Okay, room 101. I would probably put in Mean Girls, any of the Mean Girls Uh that I've met Uh throughout the industry and the world. Well, well, there must be quite a few of those. Yeah, they would (laughs) all go into 101. All of them. Uh There's a lot of them. 
<laughs> wow. That would be 101. I probably would put in, I, I hate spiders and crap like that. There we go on there. Uh-huh. Put those mean girls. Uh-huh. It's a great combo. Um, <laughs> all, right, all there. Um, what else would go into 101? Um, I like most food. I'm allergic to food, but I like most food. What's like the food I don't like? There's not much I don't like. That's the problem. Really that. There's really nothing else in my life that I would, there's not, mm-hmm. there's not many people I don't like. I, I really love people. So except for those people that disrupt your life, they would definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, crawling things I don't like. Other than that, I'm pretty open to, yeah, not much would go in there. That's a really okay. good question. It's, it's quite quite an empty room 101 then. Yeah, it's not that full. <laughs> yes. It's not that full. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Now this is this is where you, you divulge some of your closest secrets. So, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? The naughtiest? Too many to mention. I I imagine, Joel. Naughty in what way? <laughs> oh, whatever way you want. Naughtiest thing. I... And just bear in mind, no one's listening. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, it's just the two of us talking, so you can tell me anything. That's what it right. is. Naughtiest yeah. thing I've ever done. I'm a pretty. I was raised a good girl. Well, you've you've told me earlier you did some naughty things that you wouldn't want your children to well, do. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget my children. My children would be listening. Did you rob a bank as a child or something? I didn't <laughs> rob a bank as a child. I mean, I definitely went to the dark side. You know, I, I a... you know where I did have my goth period where you know I def I definitely smoked a lot of pot back in the day. So is, you know, so I mean, you know, I I now continue that. <laughs> <laughs> but I never did any hard drugs. I wasn't that way. I was too much of a control freak to do so. I was too. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. be in situations where that was there. But I'm again. I'm too much of a control freak to let allow myself to be out of control. I always mm-hmm. have to be in control. So I definitely, you know, and I drank pretty heavily back in those goth days. You know, which you'd wake up, you didn't know where the hell you were. You know, those were the mm-hmm. days where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a little scary. Yeah, but. You know, I mean, those are the, like the worst things I've Nothing. ever done. Like I said, Nothing. I was raised such a good girl that I always knew there were, there were ramifications for my actions, right? And I had Nothing. the fear of my dad in my life. So, <laughs> you know, and I always had that. It's weird. You always had this in the back mm-hmm. of your head, like you had okay. the, good, the good and evil on your shoulders. And linked to your naughtiness, is there anything you want to confess? I uh, I imagine you you are a good Catholic girl, uh-huh. after all. Yes. Is there anything you... you you want to confess about someone else got the blame for what you did when you were a child or something or anything like that? Well, yeah, I always blame the shit on my kid, my brothers, you know, like if something went wrong. It was, it was always, always, I never took the blame for that. You know, whatever we did wrong in the house, it was always go. They did it. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be, you know, my confessional would be, you know, as a kid, I, because I was the oldest and I could do no wrong in my parents' eyes, but really, mm-hmm. you know, I was the instigator with the boys, my brothers. So I was like, no, they did it. They did it. No, not me. You know, like if bottles of, you know, liquor was missing, ultimately probably was me who took it versus my brothers, right? So, but they took the That's blame right. for it. Okay. Well, we're coming to the end now, I'm afraid, of our time together. My thanks to Joanne Gregoli, New Jersey, former goth girl who follows Bruce Springsteen around the world. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, James. I will see you in Venice. You will do. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this RSVP podcast. If you'd like to go onto our mailing list or join RSVP, then please go to our website at rsvp.club or email me at james at rsvp.club. 
Please keep your feedback coming and speak to you all next week.